Western Haiti, the desperate search underway after Saturday morning's earthquake reduced many buildings to rubble, trapping an untold number of people beneath. The wound of an entire nation has once again been torn open, and with hundreds more still missing, it's a race against time. Foreign rescue teams flooding in to provide aid. Makeshift hospitals being formed in the open air. That is the latest reporting coming out of uh, a massive humanitarian crisis now unfolding in Haiti because they were hit with a 7.2 magnitude earthquake on Saturday. This was in the southwestern part of the nation, which is about 78 miles from the capital of Port-au-Prince. And uh, this is a country that was already in chaos, still trying to rebuild from the last earthquake a decade ago. But they are dealing with COVID. Their president just got assassinated. There are gangs running the streets and the and the you know uh, the daily action. There are now thousands missing, six thousand injured. The death toll climbing to thirteen hundred. My last check, and homes have just literally been destroyed. You've got children who have been separated from par- parents. There's very little food, very little medical help desperation for clean drinking water. And if that's not bad enough, um, you know, very little of this country has been vaccinated because they haven't gotten vaccines yet. And if that's not enough, Haiti's about to be hit by a tropical storm that's uh, threatening flooding and landslides. Raul Singh is the executive director of Global Medics. He joins us now. Raul, always good to talk to you. And as soon as I saw this, I thought, boy, you must be working uh, 24-7 now. Oh, yeah, no, no, we've... um well, you know, we've run 236 ops in 77 countries, and we've worked in Haiti about six times. So we've, yeah, yeah, we've got people there, and we've got more people on the way. And um, you know, we almost caught a bit of a break here because back in uh, April, we teamed up with World Vision and we put in uh, pre-positioned family emergency kits. We put in 2,320 kits that arrived in right. June and uh, and are in country. So. You know, we're a little bit of ahead of the game in the sense of having aid there, and then, you know, more aid has to come in. But, yeah, let's talk about the crisis. It's, uh, I mean, this area of the world, it it seems so cursed. Uh, It's such a cruelty. They just can't catch a break, whether it's... uh you know, Mother Nature delivering a blow or politically dealing with a blow. And now they've got these gangs running all over the country. Um, and then you've got COVID hitting them. And so what's your, your big challenge right now trying to get humanitarian aid into a country with so much unrest? Yeah, so there's, there's two main challenges, right? Let's talk about the rescue and then let's talk about the aid delivery. So the rescue, this is hard, right? You got 1,300 killed. That number is really going to keep climbing and climbing and climbing. Um, you've got 6,000 injured. That'll even go up. Uh, considerably. I remember when I led the first team in from us back in 2010 into Port-au-Prince and when we arrived, you know, we're two days into the quake, there's hundreds of people laying on the grass in front of the hospital, all with polytraumatic injuries that, you know, fa- fractures turning into amputations. Like it was, it was horrible. Right. That, that same scene is playing out now in smaller towns in Western Haiti. And, you know, you said it was 78 miles to put it in context, mm-hmm. it's a four hour drive. Like, so it's us right. to Ottawa driving wise, you know, like it's insane how far it is in terms of time because the road's so bad. Um, so those rescue efforts is going to be really tough. Any neighbor, any family member that could dig people that were close to the surface out, you know, use a shovel, use a piece of wood to try and pry up a piece of concrete and get them. Those folks have already now been saved by, by local groups and the people that are trapped, the race against time officially began for them, you know, when this happened and with foreign rescue teams that have to come in with heavy equipment, and the hard part is how do you get the teams and the equipment there? Because 
that road, you know, is controlled by angry men with guns. Now, the good mm-hmm. side is they've agreed to a truce. Like they've said, hey, we're not going to, we're not going to abduct and kill and, and steal on that road for so many days. Will they honor the truce? I don't, I don't know. It's not easy to negotiate with angry dudes with guns. Um, yeah. But hopefully they do, and then we can move, you know, more more aid in, and those rescue units can go in. So apart from the rescue, let's let's not focus on the dead. Let's focus on the living. There are tens of thousands of people that are homeless. Those tens of thousands of people need all the basics. They need shelter. They need access to clean drinking water. They need food. They need medical care. Um, so what we're doing is we've offered up our field hospitals. We've said, look, those big military tents that we use, you know, to, to run field hospitals, whether they're the inflatable ones or the rigid ones. And some of those tents you see around the city here where we popped up to support food banks or vaccine clinics, those types of tents we've offered. We said, look, we'll put them down. We'll set them up. You can have them. You can run them in, in a little backstop and, you know, support your systems. We'll give you more medical supplies. Um, if they're needed, they're on an aircraft and they're on their way. We've also offered up our big water purification units to purify mass amounts of water to that population. A lot of these places are smaller hamlets and smaller towns, so it's easier to actually get aid to people in need in the form of those family emergency kits. So imagine a kit that has like a point-of-use water purification unit, two-bucket system, uses gravity, no electricity, no moving parts, super simple to use. And then we add in like hygiene items. We've got to keep people clean yeah. and healthy. We add in a solar light. We know no one's going to have electricity after this, right? Sure. And then we add in yeah. Pedialyte to reverse any of the dehydration in those kids because we don't want kids dying of, of dirty water. So 2,320 of those kits are already in the country. They'd be made, making their way across, uh, you know, that gauntlet of a road. Uh, but there's going to be more families in need than those kits are there. So we're going to make more. We're going to put more down by air if we have to come into Port-au-Prince or into the Dominican Republic and come across. Mm-hmm. Those, are the, those are the logistics that will work out. But those are the critical needs. So it's two parts, the rescue and then, you know, taking care of people, you know, with their immediate needs. And that's the, the second focus that we have. Just quickly before I let you go, what locally do you need um, from people here? Well, listen, the, the best thing folks can do for us is a donation, right? So a financial contribution. We're really good with dollars. Like we, we use volunteers to, you know, help us look, pack aid kits and lower costs so we can really drive out more aid. Like we're a really cost efficient aid agency, unlike a lot of the agencies uh, or a lot of, you know, big, big systems that just kind of don't spend money as well as, as they could. Um, so that would be helpful if you want to come in and volunteer and help us pack some of this aid. That, that's helpful as well. If you want to keep spreading messaging about Haiti, because it's going to be out of the news. It's going to be, you know, we're sure. in an yeah. election, so we're not going to think about it as a nation. But there are so and many. And we got Afghanistan. Yeah. Afghanistan yeah. 100%. A crisis unfolding yeah. as well. So, I mean, the world is really, you know, it's coming apart at the seams right now. And, and we're not going to sure be paying attention like to it as a nation. Sure seems like it. Well, Raul, uh, thanks very much. I know you've done a number of these operations, pretty much have it down kind of to a science, but uh, always stepping in when others uh, aren't able to. So I appreciate your time on this. Yeah, thanks. I mean, uh, and if your folks support us, we'll make you proud. Absolutely. Already do. That is Raul Singh. He is with Global Medics. So if you want to chip in a couple of bucks or some time, they sure could use it these days. It's been a very busy time.